High Stitch for Success family. One more throwback episode for you. This is one of my most popular episodes and occasionally I go back and listen to it myself because as a mom of two and a business owner, I still suffer from mom guilt from time to time. This episode originally aired around Mother's Day, but if you are a mompreneur, we can all use these reminders throughout the year. So take a listen to this episode where I speak with four mompreneurs who share their stories of raising kids and running and growing their businesses at the same time. I think every working mom probably feels the same thing. You go through big chunks of time where you're thinking, this is impossible. Oh, this is impossible. And then you just keep going and keep going and sort of do the impossible. Tina Fey. On today's episode, I speak with four mompreneurs. They share with us their pros, their cons, their challenges, their struggles, their strengths, and all of that when it comes to being a mom and a boss all at the same time. Welcome to the Stitch for Success podcast, where we are teaching business and life lessons that will help you launch, grow, or scale your creative business. I am Monica Allen, and I'm a wife, mom, daughter, entrepreneur, author, friend, lifelong learner, and host of this podcast. For over eight years, I was stuck in corporate and dreamt of escaping. Creating a side hustle with just $700 and having taken the leap over 15 years ago, we have since grown multiple six-figure and seven-figure brands. Being an entrepreneur for over 18 years has afforded me many successes and a few failures. I want to share those with you so you can grow and be successful in your business. I am so excited about today's episode. I had the pleasure of conducting an interview with Samantha Blaschinu, owner of the TikTok Coach, a few weeks ago. I will bring her full interview to you in a few weeks because she shares some gems about TikTok for business. However, in our conversation, we happened upon the topic of being a mom and entrepreneur or mompreneur, as it has been coined these days. After my conversation with her and with this month being Mother's Day, I decided that I wanted to chat with more mompreneurs to get their perspective on running a business and raising children at the same time. So over the next couple of episodes, we will discuss the pros and cons of being a mompreneur. We talk mom guilt and what we hope us being mompreneurs does for our kiddos. And we also give a little advice to up and coming mompreneurs. All of these were such fun conversations for me. I speak with Jennifer Grayer, formerly of Lollibop Sweet Shop. I interviewed Jennifer back in episodes 25 through 28. In those episodes, she and I discuss her decision to close her business and revisit entrepreneurship a little later down the road. If you missed any of her episodes, I strongly recommend you check them out. She shares many lessons on setting your business up for success and what not to do in your business. Also, you will hear from Deidre Bembry, a State Farm agent that graced the Stitch for Success podcast back in the early days on episode 15 and 16. Deidre, aka the insurance lady, now has two locations of her agency and continues to grow her team and business. Lastly, I bring to you a new voice that you will certainly hear again in the future. We share the same name and made an instant connection on Clubhouse. Monica Van Landingham is a serial entrepreneur, starting with Kids Play Gems in the early 2000s and then a Facebook clothing business. Now she's the owner of Veer Media, a social media strategy firm out of Nashville. She is a mom of four, two of which are adult college-age young men. 
so I can learn a lot from this lady. Let's start with my brief chat with Samantha. How is it with being a mom and running your business? <laughs> the guilt comes 100%. When you become an entrepreneur, that becomes a new baby, right? And it deserves right. a lot of attention, unfortunately. Um, so there are nights where I'm just working till two in the morning because I want to be there for my kids. I don't want them to feel absent. Like it breaks my heart when my kid goes, Mommy, can you put down your phone? Oh, like, <laughs> I, like, I did not realize a four year old would notice that. But he's like, I just want, can you play with me? Can you put down your phone for a little bit? And that's when you have to realize you have to have a really good balance. And I think moms are really good at balancing because we're very flexible at everything. I was like, my husband had to watch my kids for spring break. He was not very flexible. He was just like, he could not let anything go. He's like, it's so messy. I'm like, no, you got to let, let things go. You got to go with the flow kind of thing. And so being an entrepreneur and be a mom, there is a balancing act. You can set boundaries with your kids so that your kids know from this time to this time, mommy has to work. And they start to understand that because you don't give in for those boundaries. And then, but then you, you tell them from after this time, we're going to go to the park. And after right. this time, we're going to spend the day together. So they, they know that something's coming up after they give you that boundary time. Stephanie brought up the word guilt. So I was curious to know what the other ladies thought about this. So I asked them all the question. When I say mom guilt, what are your thoughts around that phrase? Take a listen to Jennifer, Deidre, and Monica as they share. Oh, I struggled with this for so long, too. So when my shop was open, I worked very, very long hours every day, and I worked weekends. So our schedules were literally like my daughter would wake up in the morning, and I would get her ready for school. I would spend a little bit of time with her in the morning, and then we would drive to school. And I wouldn't see her again for a good 10 hours. Right. And then when I would pick her up from school, it would be to take her back home and to get dinner ready. And so she could have a little bit of downtime and then it was time to go to bed. And then we wake up and do the same thing all over again. So the mom guilt for me was not feeling like I was giving her time and attention and I wasn't able to provide like that nurturing type of I wanted to. So just some mom guilt for me was just sacrifices and always being at the shop and being on call at the shop, so to speak. And then like, I had to have a talk with myself and I was like, well, she's not really holding you to any standards. Right. And so this is when the guilt kind of started to dissipate just a little bit. So she's not really holding me to any standards. Like as long as, you know, she gets time when she's in my presence and I'm focused on her when she's in my presence, she's cool with that. She's not asking what took me so long to pick her up from school because she has friends at school and she's having fun at school. She's not asking me like, you know, where I am on the weekends because, you know, she had a dad or has a dad that loves to hang out with her on Saturdays while mommy's at work and they get to do all the fun things and and can do multiple things in one day. Whereas mommy gets tired after like one or two activities, they can go all day long. So she, so she wasn't missing very much. So I realized that I was putting this guilt upon myself and it wasn't necessary. And so, you know, another aspect of it is like the type of present mom that I wanted to be like, for whatever reason, I just think that I'm supposed to just be able to do it all and do it all at the same time. So like, I wanted to, you know, own the business, but still get home at a reasonable hour and cook this, you know, wonderful 
four course meal and make sure my daughter had a healthy balanced meal like every single day. Well, guess what? Some days that didn't work. You know, I tried to make it work the majority of the days, but some days it just didn't. But you know what did work when I would bring home like (laughs) cupcakes and cookies from the shop and we'd be like, let's just have like a dessert party for dinner. Well, guess what? That went over really, really well. So that (laughs) became like kind of a theory that I adopted and not to say that my child was malnourished because I did make sure she at least had some broccoli with her cupcakes and cookies. (laughs) A good balanced (laughs) meal. Exactly. Like I called that like forgiveness of debt. Like in my mind, I hone that as like cupcakes for dinner. I was like, I'm going into cupcakes for dinner mode. And that's when, you know, like you don't necessarily have to have all the pieces of the puzzle stacked just right. But if she's happy and she's not harmed and, you know, and it doesn't take away from like from you and you two together, then go ahead and and let it slide a couple of times. It's okay. Oh my gosh. It something in me reacted when you said it, because it's just a real thing. And I think as moms, we inherently carry that because you don't know the outcome. You don't know how your life is impacting your kids or your choices. It just kind of remains unseen. And you hope and pray that everything works out as you want it to. But when you add that layer of entrepreneurship, to mom guilt that exists anyway, sometimes it really can keep you up at night because something again is pulling at your time. I'll give you a quick example. I experienced this this week. I was working um, and you know, I've opened a second location and I'm trying to balance all these things. And I left, went and picked up my daughter from school, came back, got her a snack, got her set up. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm winning. And then she says out loud in the office, oh, you're always so busy. You don't have time for us anyway. I thought (laughs) I would literally disappear, you know, and I kind of had to pick up my whatever was left off the ground. And I didn't know in that moment whether whether I should say, you know, that wasn't nice or, you know, really dig in. and. When we finally left the office, I leaned in and said, you know, it's okay for you to feel like that. I don't want you to change how you feel. I just want you to express it a little bit differently because I have feelings too, you know, so tell me that in private. So even in that moment of honesty for her, I still had to be a parent. And this just happened Friday and it still stings because Mm -hmm. she didn't see the behind the scenes that was happening that whole day for me to be able to pick her up and take her to, you know, her extracurricular activities. All she saw was me working and also trying to be a parent at the same time. And sometimes, sometimes you don't win every day, but a lot of times you do. That's true. I often think. Because I don't feel like I really appreciated my mom and all of her sacrifices until I had my own children. That yeah. was a that was a wake up call. So true. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll ever understand until they have their own. I have it more now than I ever did before, because how dare you? 
how like literally because my whole world revolved around like it, it still did and even with my businesses like with the mons fab fashions you know that was my thing but i was home zeman was like a newborn i was nursing my youngest my 12 year old i was still breastfeeding him and i was doing live you know before flash sales were a thing i was doing them on facebook on before i had a facebook page i would have a facebook group and that's a whole other story of how i did my facebook business for a couple of years and i mean to this day i mean i'm still such good friends like this community that i built that wasn't on purpose, but I did it so I could be home with them and I made it work. And before that, like I had the, trust me, I mean, I love the indoor play facility. It was like teaching aerobics, except, you know, I didn't get rid of the baby weight so much, but I was with them. So never did I have really any, but you know, in the last few years, as this social media business has evolved, and then with the boys playing, playing college football, so we were taking off on the weekends for my two younger ones when they come home from school and I'm still working till five and they're home after like 2 30, 3 30, there's mom guilt, or I'm Sammy comes in and I'm on a clubhouse, or whatever. Like, you know, I'm not as accessible as I once was, but she also isn't either because she's got a car now and she's got to help me with her little brother. But there is some, and it's really just about time. Mm -hmm. But on the weekends and anybody who follows me on social media knows that, you know, am I with my kids as much like, and I'm not talking about like physically as much as mentally with them as I want to be. No, but it's, I don't have any guilt about it whatsoever because I'm here. If they need me, we're together a lot. We do so much together. I mean, like if you want anybody who knows me, I mean, my daughter's my main character and everything, (laughs) like all my funny reels. And I have seen her. I have met her through reels. She's wonderful and she's amazing and she's a badass and she's going to be me like such a better version. But, you know, like, you know, it's never enough with a daughter and, you know, I never get a 10, you know, like just all that stuff. But some of it's just her playing me and BS, but some of it, like I am not as emotionally available 24 seven as I was five years ago when they were, yeah. When they were smaller, makes sense, but I am emotional. I, I really don't have. Maybe everyone, you know, oh, I need to have some mommy Z-Man time. Z-Man's my 12-year-old Zachary, but he's been Z-Man since the day he was born. But mommy Z-Man oh. time, like I'm, I'll am i feel a pull and he'll never say anything. He is the number four, the tag along kid, but I'll even feel it. I'll say to my husband, let's take months now. Let's just do something. You know, like when I start to feel it, but he's one of those kids that he's just, he's a reader and he's got lots of friends and we live in the, we live in heaven. We live in Pleasantville, like on our road, like on our street and so he asks for so little. So I have to be sure to check that barometer because he is only 12. Right. Right. That makes I'm sense. Doing and good. I don't have guilt. I, I really, I don't think, and if I do, I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'll dream about it tonight. <laughs> I do sometimes have a sense of mom guilt, especially when the stress and pressure rolls in and I'm not always the most patient parent, but I'm working to do two things. One, take a break when either one of my kids asks me to do something. For example, I was working late the other night and Legend asked me to come cuddle with him. Part of me wanted to say no because I wanted to finish up my work and go to bed too. But instead, I walked away from my computer and went to lay down with him for about 30 minutes until he fell asleep. I realized that he will not ask me for cuddles for the rest of his life. Probably not for much longer. So I have to enjoy and relish in these moments now. And two... I recognize that I am blessed to spend as much time with them as I do. I pick them up from school two days out of the week and Ethan picks them up the other two. They're only going to school four days out of five right now due to COVID. But I get that time to chat with them and we have dinner together almost every night. This podcast episode is brought to you by Zeus's Closet. 
Zeus's Closet is one of our companies. We like to say we're like a tattoo shop for your clothes. We provide custom decorated apparel and promotional products for businesses, the movie, TV industry, and for clothing brands. We have helped many people launch their clothing brands over the past few years. If you have a clothing brand or an idea for a brand, we have a 30-point checklist on our website to help you get your clothing brand started. The checklist is really helpful to any business owner getting started. It is the checklist I could have used 18 years ago. You can find it at Zeus'sCloset.com backslash checklist. I also asked the question, what are the pros and cons of being a mompreneur? Samantha, Jennifer, Deidre, and Monica weigh in on this as well. I think because of our ability to be adaptable in the environment, because of our ability to just be resilient, I guess, and anything that you face, like think about what happened to us in 2020, right? I know a lot of women in leadership roles that took a step back to be there presently for their kids to homeschool. Mm-hmm. And these women were in VP position. They were owners of their own companies, but yet they had to take on the responsibility of making sure their kids are still learning while working. Right. Right. Um, and then there was like these hilarious memes where the stay at home dad that's like working from home in the basement has this like beautiful man cave, like silent area. And then you have the mom who's like working on the living room, but like, she's also cooking and she's also making sure <laughs> to have snacks and like schoolwork and all that. It's like, it's so funny. And so being a mompreneur, you learn how to adapt very well and you learn how to be very flexible to your situation that you're in. Okay. So I'm going to start with the pros first. I feel like if your business is set up the right way, meaning that you can step back from it and it still kind of run itself, then it gives you a little bit more freedom and flexibility to be the mom that you want to be, right? You have more time with your kids. Like if it's your goal to come home every day and cook dinner and have dinner on the table by six o'clock, then you can totally schedule your day to do that. And you just have like, you know, just more all around balance in your life and flexibility to get those things done. Another pro would be the fact that your kids get to see you being the boss running a business and watching how your hard work actually comes to fruition. So they see, you know, they see you going to work day in and day out and they see that you're in charge of the product that you're producing or the service that you're rendering. And they see, oh, wow, this is what I should be working towards. Like, I don't have to strive to work for somebody. My mom never worked for anybody and she's a huge success and and I see how she did it. So I'm going to mirror that. So I think those two are probably the biggest that I saw when I wanted to become an entrepreneur. Okay. What about the cons? Okay. So (laughs) on the flip side, if your business is set up where it takes up all of your time and your free time, and you have no, no you time, no he time, she time, we time, anybody's time, then basically you are going to be running around in circles trying to figure out how to balance these plates without dropping them. So it's going to get to a point where, you know, your kids are going to miss you and you're going to miss your kids. You're going to be frustrated because all of the things that you saw yourself doing as a mom, you aren't able to do. And so it's just going to make you frustrated in the process. You're going to think that you're failing your kids because you don't have the time to spend with them and to nurture them and to, you know, watch them grow up. And then you just feel like you're missing out and you're giving all that you have to this business, which could be, you know a super successful business, but just the fact that, you know, all your time is tied up in it and you haven't saved anything for the people at home. That's definitely a con. 
Yeah. Another con would be, you know, sometimes running a business can be expensive. So, you know, you have to make sacrifices. So sometimes, you know, the money that you put into a business could have made a really nice vacation. But (laughs) yeah. But, you know, sometimes you have to choose, you know, trying to be profitable overseeing the princesses. So you just have to make choices and hope that the sacrifices that you make don't scar your children in the long run because they won't understand that why you're working and you don't get to go to the theme parks or take the cruises and things like that. And that, you know, next year never seems to come when you promise it. So, you know, it's just one of those things to consider too. So you have to be, you have to be prepared for that. And sometimes you just have to be prepared to one, disappoint your children or two, step away from the business just a little bit, find a way to fall back. The pros are freedom of time for sure. In the beginning, it doesn't so much seem that way because anybody that's starting a business knows that it is all consuming all the time. But it's very important as a mompreneur to always remember why you are making these sacrifices because those are the things that keep you in it to see the benefit of your time on the other side of it. So the pros is definitely really benefiting from that freedom of time that comes along once you get that business kind of underway and moving in the direction you want it to move. I always really enjoyed being able to go be with my kids and not miss things. I thought that was just something really, really memorable just to show up for them and not to ask somebody, could I come or did I have the time off to do it? On the other end, the downside is when you do have to say no, when your business is pulling you so hard and you've got that deadline or you have that client that you've got to take care of and you truly cannot step away. And sometimes your family really doesn't understand that you do have to say no sometimes just for the good of the business. and. Those are the things that kind of concern me because it happens and you never want to disappoint your kids. But sometimes when you're running a business, business is unpredictable. You may have thought you were going to be off in time and then you get that call or maybe there's something that really needs your attention and it can't wait. And (laughs) when they look at you, they still don't understand that. Even when you're explaining that, you know, I couldn't go and this is why they give you that blank stare and and seeing that disappointment, that never gets easy. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. I feel like every time I'm getting ready to take my kids somewhere, the aquarium to get ice cream, whatever, if it's in the middle of the day, the phone will ring and I get stuck on a call for 30 minutes and they're looking at me like, I thought we were about to go. <laughs> I'm like, one minute, one minute. <laughs> that one minute. That one they minute. Don't trust you. you know, they, <laughs> no. just, they know, they know. They're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> they know one minute equals 30 minutes. They know that. <laughs> so at least. Well, I have to say that when I first started my first business, Playtime Express, Play Patch, I wanted to work. Like I, I discovered it by taking my oldest son Jacob to these classes called Music with Mayor. And they were just at like at the synagogue or at a local church or at the YMCA and you just paid a fee for X amount of classes and you would show up once a week at the given time and take the class. And as I watched, I'm like, I could totally do this. I love this. I mean, I just love it. And I was an aerobics instructor before that. 
So as an aerobics instructor, it was kind of like the same energy, but instead of like instructing a class to do step or, you know, aerobics or high low, it was going through the mu- the, this early childhood music program. So I got certified with Music with Mayor, which is the most phenomenal music program ever. And I was really good at it. I mean, I could say that now because I'm you know, so far past that. And I mean, I still, I still sing the songs, my neighbors that have little kids, I still will take all my puppets and songs. I mean, I love it. I just, it comes from a place of love, but I just knew that I would be, that would be my jam because it just felt like it. And very soon on to becoming a certified instructor, did I have this opportunity to have this play place. And the whole idea was that I could do something that I'd have my kids with me, that I didn't have to work and put them in childcare. I mean, my husband and I, we always had said, even before we had Jacob, that we would give up something before we would put the, you know, like we just always wanted them to be home with a parent. So like we had to give up a car or something in the interim. Luckily we didn't have to do that, but we were definitely solid on that plan. And so did I need to have the play center? Did I need to teach the music classes? No, but I really wanted to, I wanted to do something. You know, my kids at the time was just Jacob. He was so into it and he was a performer like his mom in some ways. So it worked out. And so when I had the play center, I had a little space in the back where the kids could go into a pack and play when they wanted to sleep or just get away. And I had a little TV back there if they just had enough and they had enough socializing. But that way I wasn't changing anybody else's diapers other than my own kids. I was instructing. I was having mommy time. I was, you know, interacting. And I had to go through a lot of hoops, like getting early childhood education certifications and things like that. But it just, it was a breeze and I just loved it. The only time that I was away from my kids with that business was when we would have birthday parties on the weekends. And my husband was there. the kids on the weekends. And when we'd have like back-to-back birthday parties, he would come and bring the boys with and help me vacuum. And if I was nursing, I would nurse and he would help me reset the the place. And it was a family business. And the kids were with me all the time until, you know, they went to school. And then I opened up a second one and then I opened up a third one and then I made a manual and then I had Sammy and, and then I started to sell them off because the kids were getting school age and it kind of defeated the purpose because you, you know, needed to do other things yeah, well, with I wanted them to at that point. In school and, and I had built a really good retail piece inside of the business where we sold like things that, you know, the puppets that went along with the music program, but I kind of, te- you know, I did bubbles and I found flavor, but like, I just was, was hustling and it was great. And it was a really good time. And I really, I always knew that I was good with people and I was, you know, I mean, I, looking back, I don't know if I'm such a salesperson as I am a networker, but it worked out and I really got, so that's how it started. And that's how I did it with the kids. And as they got older, I wanted, I mean, I still had young ones, but then Jacob was in kindergarten and Max was, you know, two years behind him. So I didn't have as many locations anymore. And eventually I just sold them all off. And I just had, before I was pregnant with Zachary and I had Sammy, I still taught, I I wound up going to like a local gymbery and, and still taught the music program and things of that nature as I was still figuring out my next step, which wound up being my retail business on Facebook, which landed me to where I am today. Right. Wow. I love your journey. I mean, you've just kept it moving. I love that. And it all happened, Monica, so organically. Like there was no, there was no content calendar. There was no (laughs) calendar. There was no, like I knew where things were, you know, but like there was just no planning. And not that I'm saying that's a good thing because my husband's more of a planner and I've become one since my new roles, but it all happens so organically and I wouldn't change a thing. Well, being a mompreneur is not all roses. That is for sure. But in sharing my pros and cons, I would say the pro is that I love not having to ask for permission. 
A couple of years ago, I decided to follow a passion of mine and go work for a high-end furniture store as an interior designer. Interior design is one of my big passions, and I really wanted to be in it more day to day. And I had a team back at the company. So I thought this was great. I could go work at this company. But there were times that came up where I needed to be at something that my kids were doing. And I had to schedule the time off or I had to ask to switch a schedule with someone. And that was not fun. And so I really like not having to ask for permission. I like just being able to take time off to go see my kids activities or whatever they're doing. I really enjoy that. A con for me, though, is that sometimes I want to turn it all off. I want to have a normal schedule and stop my work day at a specific time. And I'm going to work my way back to that. But I enjoy what I do. And so sometimes it's actually difficult for me to turn off my work. And that is the con for me is I really enjoy what I do, which is great. But sometimes I want to turn it off and just be 100 percent with the kids, not thinking about this project or that project that I need to work on. So that's a con for me. And especially if I feel the stress of that, I'm not always the most patient, as I mentioned earlier. I want to thank Samantha, Jennifer, Deidre and Monica for being a part of this podcast episode. If you need to contact them for their services, please see the show notes. Their contact information is there for you. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You are appreciated. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. If you want to leave me a comment or have any thoughts about this episode, please share them with me on Instagram. You can follow me at stitchedforsuccess.com. You can also join the Stitch for Success Facebook group. And we just like to hang out there and support entrepreneurs. Again, thanks so much for joining me. If you are a mom, happy Mother's Day. Have a great one.